0: Welcome, everybody to episode number 34 of talking schmodown I am your host Josh the Merck Rainer owner of Merck with a movie blog and I am excited to break down round three of the ultimate schmodown singles tournament it's been uh, it's been a crazy ride through this tournament and uh, I'm really pumped to uh, to really get down into what happened this week during the finals uh, during the semifinals I should say uh, so let's get into Into things Uh, first, I would like to uh, talk about a little tiny bit of news. Uh, Over on the Sen Network, uh, Christian started uh, the Sen Live Show, and on episode number six, he revealed some uh, of next year's tour, which I thought uh, was pretty interesting. So, starting off in January, we're gonna have the awards show, followed uh, one week later by the draft, which was uh, announced by you know via the Nuke. And then the following week from that will be the first uh, show back for uh, Season 7, which will be a New York uh, live show. Uh, so this will be the third New York show, and it's going to start off the season. Then in February, they're heading to uh, Atlanta. Uh, in March, downtown L.A. And then uh, for either May or June, they're aiming for uh, to go to Boston. So uh, as of right now, that is what the uh, the tour looks like. To start off, I'm sure we will get uh, a lot more uh, set dates and things like that once we get closer. So, we're going to hop in. We got our first match of the week. William Bibiani versus John Roca, Round 3, Ultimate Schmodown Single Tournament. Here we go. Uh, we start off with our opening scene. Mike Kalinowski enters... He is approached by Robert Meyer, uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, who is trying to recruit him. Now we have seen this uh, a lot recently, uh, d- throughout these cutscenes. You know, different managers trying to recruit uh, various different players. This is probably going to be a thing leading up to the draft. We're probably going to see a lot, lot more uh, of this kind of recruitment tactic. Uh, so just be prepared for that. Uh, like there's not a whole lot of substance in in, in these. It's just kind of like a, almost like a filler, but it lets you know that these managers are really gunning for different players, and things are really going to uh, kind of be mixed up quite a bit once this draft takes place. So getting into this match, this is the the rubber match that we've all been waiting for. You know, Roca, Bibiani, three. You know, they've each won one, and now it's down to this. Who really is? the better player like this is what you get in wrestling all the time the greats getting in you know their their final that that third match to just to determine who really is the better player uh so i'm excited to finally see this happen uh the people i know people have been asking for it for a long time and uh i think having it be part of the tournament uh wound up being kind of awesome so uh, let's get into it. Out first was John Roca, uh, with his manager Tom Dagnino and fellow stablemate Mark Riley. Followed by William Bibiani and Brendan Meyer. And the bees! The bees are everywhere. This was this was kind of fun. It was a kind of a simple, small kind of entrance for them, but I really kind of dug it. it panned around the room with these CGI bees going everywhere. Uh, everywhere, all the People in the audience, uh, you know, kind of interacting with it. I thought that was fun. The only person not was one John Rocha because he does not want to get, uh, he does not want to allow William Bibiani to get into his head with uh, his uh, his antics, I guess you could say. Uh, so, you know, he, he just stone-faced, did not react. There we go. Uh, and then we hop into the match. So we are in round one, and uh, this is a pretty close round. Uh, no perfect rounds here. Uh, it goes uh, all the way down seven to six in favor of William Bibiani. You know, so I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty even keeled real, realistically. If you look at at a round like this, you know, they're both really knowledgeable. A couple of missteps here and there, but uh, you know, both pretty pretty solid rounds. Then we hop into round number two. Uh, William Bibiani defers. Roca spins Clint Eastwood. And uh, stays, which I'm not super surprised. Um, I know that Clint Eastwood doesn't only do westerns. However, you know that's you know what he was kind of known for originally back in the day, and west westerns is definitely something that Roka is really good at. And I think that uh, taking a category like this is a fairly safe bet for him and as we saw you know he got all of his questions right he, he had, did have to go to multiple choice a couple of times so he wound up uh, getting six out of eight points total uh, ending his portion of round two seven to twelve then Bibbs goes up and spins opponent's choice uh, and Roka decides after a little bit of discussion to give him Sly and Arnie now as far as Bibbs goes, I do feel like he is a one of the tougher ones to pick a category for. Honestly, I think it's him and probably Ethan Irwin. Those are really the two who it's like almost no matter what you give them, they're probably gonna do pretty well in it. You know, uh, it's it, it, it's tough because of how wide their knowledge goes, and Bibiani shows this. By hitting all four of his questions and only going to multiple choice once, getting seven out of eight points. So because of this really strong round two for him, he winds up in a two-point lead coming out of round two, 14 to 12 ahead of John Rocha. So then we are going to hop into round number three. Round number three starts off pretty even. They both hit their two. Then Roka hits his three. Then Bibbs, unfortunately, misses his three-point question. So then it comes down to his five-pointer, which he happens to get, which puts him in the lead 21-17 and brings it down to the final question. John Roca needs to get his five-pointer if he wants to win this match. And unfortunately, he is unable to capitalize on that win and loses the match. William Bibiani moves on to the finals against the winner of our next match, uh, and the match ends twenty-one to seventeen. This was this was a good match. It really was. Um, It was a strong showing from both players. You know, you can. It's just, you know, you miss a a question here, or you get, you know, you have to take a multiple choice here. Those points add up, and and because. Roka missed that five, it's really, it's that five-pointer, you know, that five-pointer, that's a killer, because it's so many points, you can, like, your opponent can miss three or four one-point questions, and if you miss the five, then then you're out of luck, you know what I mean? You could go all the way through, and only miss that five, and and, and lose the match, and that, and that sucks, but, you know, that is the way the game unfortunately is played for, for some of these players. So then we get an ending scene. We have Emma in her office. Christian comes in to talk they, they discuss the nuke a bit and he drops his own bomb on uh, Emma 5 and Christian calls her out for having a bias against corruption and strips her of the commissionership for next season. However, uh, he does want her to return as a manager to bring back the Fife Club for the draft. Now, this is something that I, I mean, I kind of knew it was going to happen because uh, I had seen stuff online before watching the match that indicated that she was going to be a manager uh, next year. And, you know, I even, you know, asked the Christian the question of, you know, if she's a manager, does that mean she doesn't have the commissionership? And he kind of essentially pointed me toward, you know, making sure to watch the match because it'll be all be answered there. And it was. It, it was definitely answered right here. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's crazy, but I understand because lately the commissioners haven't really been necessary, been doing all that much. It was fun while it lasted. But I think she's better served as a manager, seeing her out there with a team, coaching them, you know, making them better. As we saw with the Shire Wolves, uh, you know, with Andrico and that, you know, I really do think that her as a manager, Emma five as a manager, is the way to go. Uh, but, but before uh, you know all of this finalized, Emma asked for one final request, and that was that if she's out as commissioner, that Sam has to be out as well. Christian thought about it, and he agreed. Sam hasn't been there for, I don't even know how long. You know, Emma's been there, week after week, we see her all the time, she's doing stuff on camera. Sam, he's busy. He's an actor. He's doing stuff. I get it. So, to have him there, like, he hasn't been there for the entirety of this singles tournament, and he is the singles commissioner. You know what I mean? So, It seems like he should have been there, Uh, so it makes sense that they're going to kind of just get rid of these these like half commissioners or whatever, and uh, just have Christian probably just run the whole thing the way he used to. Uh, You know, so I mean, I I think that's probably for the best, honestly. Uh, and I'd like to know what you guys thought of this match. John Rocha, William Bibbiani, all these cutscenes, everything. Let me know. Hop onto Twitter, at MovieBlogMerc, and let me know. What did you guys think of this match? And right now, we are going to pause for uh, a quick ad break to let you know about some of the other shows here on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed. So enjoy. Hey everybody, Jay Wade here to tell you about Afterlife, our unofficial Collider Live after show podcast that's like sitting in your living room on a Saturday night hanging with your friends. Sarah, Kaylin, Mike, and I talk about everything from Roxy being directionally challenged, Christian never having watched a thing, Dorina's witchy, witchy ways, Makuga being scared of everything, to Yodi screaming that it's not a big fucking deal. Find us on Merck with a Movie Blog on all your podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Talk to you then. All right, and we are back. I hope you enjoyed those ads, and please be sure to check out all the other shows right here on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed. So we're going to hop into match number two, the final match for round three, and that is Brendan the Kid Meyer versus Ben the Boss Bateman. We have an opening scene. Christian meets with Coy Jandro, who uh, wants back into the movie trivia showdown. But as a manager, this time he doesn't want to play. He feels that his strengths would be better served uh, as a manager. Christian's a bit hesitant. You know, he's you know Koi is such a nice guy. Christian doesn't think that uh, you know with this with the way how cutthroat it can be in this you know the managers can be in this competition, uh, and the the draft is probably going to get a little cutthroat. He worries that uh, you know Koi might not. be quite a good fit for something like that but he does agree to it so we do have another manager here with koi jandro i am excited to see uh you know how he does here i think he could really do yes he is a super nice guy but i'll guarantee you when it comes when push comes to shove he could get down and dirty if he needs to all right so getting into the match out first comes brendan meyer uh, surprisingly, not with uh, William Bibiani. He wasn't there with him uh, coming out. I was a little bit surprised. Uh, followed uh, by Ben Bateman, who comes out with Tom Dagnino and Mark Riley. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta give Ben some major props for uh, doing this match in the condition that he was in. You know, with his uh, injured back and everything, coming out limping with a with a golf club for a cane. Like you could tell that he was in pain, but he came out. And he did this match. And he, you know what, that was awesome. I was thrilled to see him out there uh, and give him so much credit for being able to do that. So, round number one. Ben Bateman over here crushing round one. Perfect round. Hits his bonus. I Man, this dude is on a roll. Do not count him out. Uh, unfortunately, Brennan Meyer not quite as good. We have seen some great stuff out of him lately. You know, yes, he lost his first match, but then he was on a roll, winning the next three. Unfortunately, uh, at this stage, he—I don't know—he was struggling quite a bit here in round number one. And uh, I gotta say, the fact that he didn't—that he has not seen Billy Madison—it hurts my soul a little bit, man. It hurts my soul. Chris Farley, rest in peace. Love that guy. Uh, I loved him as the bus driver in that movie. Fantastic. Uh, round two ends, like I said, Ben got perfect round. Got you nailed his bonus. Nine to five. It's a big point difference here at the end of round one. A four-point swing in favor of Ben. Not looking good for Brendan Meyer. So we hop into round number two. Uh, ben defers, Brendan spins action-adventure and respins to opponent's choice, and is given James Bond. And uh, as we see from this round, James Bond is definitely a weakness uh, for Brendan Meyer. Um, this is one of those categories, kind of like Star Wars, where it has been utilized so many times... I mean, obviously not to the extent of Star Wars, but it has been used so many times, especially recently because of Mike Kalinowski, that a lot of these questions are a lot deeper cuts than most other categories. Um, And so you're really getting down and dirty with it. And uh, unfortunately for Brendan Meyer, he was only able to get one point out of a total of possible eight he got one multiple choice question uh, and you know, missed out on the others. Um, two steals were given to Ben Bateman through this, and uh, man, ouch! This was a rough round. It really was. I just it was hard to watch. You know, he was struggling so much, and he struggled in that first round, and he struggled in this round. It just was not his day. Everybody has a bad day, and today was Brendan Myers. Um, His portion of the round, Ben Bateman's ahead still. And he's ahead more than he was at the end of round one. He's got a five-point lead here. And then Ben shows just how good he is. spinning 2010s and staying with it. And crushing this category. Getting all eight points. And knocking out Brendan Meyer. Holy shit. 19-6, 19 to 6 Ben Bateman wins via via knockout. This was this was insane. They had the they had complete opposite matches of one another here. Ben had like one of the best games he's ever played. Brendan Meyer had like one of the worst. And I don't know. Ben had two perfect rounds. Completely perfect round 1 and completely perfect round 2 for him. The only thing he missed was one steal opportunity out of the three that he was given. So, I mean, that's just insane. He is he's on another level. He has become a, a top-tier player, and it is fantastic to, to see. Do not sleep on this dude. I i regret kind of not picking him uh, for the, the the tournament, but he has shown me that he is not someone to sleep on. Ben Bateman is the real deal, and he, this dude may destroy my ending, the ending of my bracket. You know who knows? He may wind up destroying uh, William Bibiani, who I had going all the way to the end. Um, so <laughs> I I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna all turn out, but we will find out. Um, unfortunately, though, as as I talked about last week. Um, Christian had put out that if Ben Bateman won this match, uh, the tournament finals would not happen until the Spectacular because of his surgery and not being able to fly and all this stuff. So that is what was is going to happen. Um, so therefore, we, that is why we did not see that at the Orlando live show that was this past Saturday. Because originally that's where it was supposed to be, but that is the reason why uh, they switched it up Um, and wound up having a draft bowl with uh, three of the managers. So we had an ending scene here. Uh, Emma comes out of the bathroom, sees Tom standing there. He asks her if uh, she's really returning as manager, and she tells him, you know, yeah, they go back and forth for a little bit, and then Emma insinuates that she's going to try and steal Dan Merle from him to join the Fife Club. This would be wild. I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, as far as the you know, any, anything is possible, um, and especially you know, as I'm not doing any spoilers here for uh, the Orlando live show that will be next week. Um, I can't speak about the fate of the founding fathers and whether or not you know anything like that is possible, but. You, you never know. With the way this draft is going to work out, anything could happen, and uh, Dan and Marla could end up over on the Fife Club. Um, I, I'm interested to see. I'm actually super excited for, for Season 7, for the draft and everything, because something it's something so new and different, something we've never seen before, and that right there is the thing that's going to keep the Schmo down alive. It's m- mixing things up you know, keeping things fresh and, and giving us new stuff to see. I am super excited for next season. That really, that kind of wraps up everything here. It's a kind of a short episode. These were pretty straightforward matches. Nothing crazy. No controversies, really. Um, yeah, it, it, this was, uh, they were good. You know, I, I enjoyed watching them, but nothing insane going down uh, here. Um, so up next week on the Movie Trivia schmodown we've got uh, Brandon Hanna versus Sean Drew Don Dupani in an intergeekdom match. Winner faces uh, Kevin Smith in a number one contender match. And uh, I'll also be talking about the Orlando Live Show, which will be going uh, uh, live on YouTube, I believe, on Friday. Uh, and that'll be the Draft Bowl, which was Tom Dagnino, Kaiser, and Emma Fife going uh, at it in a... Uh, triple threat match and then we've got the founding fathers versus corruption tag team title match if the founding fathers lose they break up so be sure to come back next week uh, to uh, listen to me talk about that match uh, and everything else that's going on and uh, you know we'll kind of see how it all goes uh, I think uh, I think next week is when I'm going to break down my uh, uh, the tag team tournament bracket for everybody and kind of give you my picks for the upcoming tournament. So, also coming up soon in the movie trivia showdown, we've got on October 30th, Horror Exhibition Match. I am super excited for this one. Then November 4th starts the Ultimate Shmodown Teams Tournament with uh, The Odd Couple versus Only Stupid Answers. Um, if you're wondering, hey, didn't, last week didn't you say that was uh, at the end of October? It was, and they, uh, for some reason, it got pushed up. Uh, the entire tournament got pushed up a week, uh, so it's now will start on November fourth. Uh, it's going to be a crazy month. Uh, every single week is going to have three matches. You know, you're going to have three teams matches until this tur- pretty much until this tournament is done. And you know, they're just plowing right through the full month of November, just kicking ass and, and, and digging names and just making these matches happen. So uh, be sure to be settled in and ready for a lot of Schmodown coming up over the next month. Uh, then, of course, December 7th is the Schmodown Spectacular. Uh, we will have William Bibiani versus Ben Bateman on the finals of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles. Championship. Then we have the Star Wars Championship match: Alex Damon versus either Andrew DiMolanta or Laura Kelly, who we will see uh, face off pretty soon here. I believe at the end of October. Then the Inner Geekdom Championship: Mike Kalinowski versus either Kevin Smets, Brandon Hanna, or Chandru Dandapani. The teams championship match, which will be either Corruption or the Founding Fathers. Versus the winner of the team's tournament. And then the singles championship, Paul Oyama. Versus the winner of the Ultimate Shmodown Singles Tournament. So yes, that player who wins, whether it's William Bibiani or Ben Bateman, will be playing double duty. They'll be opening the show. They'll be closing the show. It'll be interesting. Hopefully they'll be able to rest and regroup before that, that match. Um... Because it does, it does tend to suck when you have to do two matches in a day, and um, I've seen it take a toll on people, cause them to lose. I've seen, you know, so you don't want that to happen. You don't want an unfair advantage going toward the competitor. But I am excited nonetheless to see the uh, Schmodown Spectacular, December seventh, and that will be the end of season six. So. Thank you again for joining me today, episode thirty-four of Talking Schmodown. Uh, I am again, and Josh, the Merc Rainer, and I have—it's been my pleasure to sit here and talk about this stuff with you week after week. Um, I absolutely love it, and thank you guys for those of you who do listen. Thank you so much, and if you could please share the podcast, it really will help—you uh, know, get the word out. Let other people. If, if you love this podcast, let other people know about it. Get them to listen as well. Um, if you're using Apple Podcasts, please head on over there, subscribe to the feed, rate and review. Um, and uh, there's something new that I'd like to, to start doing. If you guys leave a five star review, I will read it live on air. Um, it, you know, if, it, as long as it's about the, the talking down. if you want to leave five star reviews that are based on the other shows, I will make sure that those get read on those, uh, particular shows as well. So again, five star review, you'll get that read live on air. So again, thank you so very much. Be sure to head over to all my social medias. I'm on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with Movie Blog. I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc, And be sure to check out the website MercWithMovieBlog.com And thank you! Please be come back next week for another episode, episode number 35 of Talking Uh And yeah, we're going to talk about some, some awesome stuff. You know, like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, Orlando Live Show. We're going to talk about Uh, the Inner Geekdom match, it's going to be a great time. So be sure to join. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. See you next time.